1: Outdoor Drive Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is episode 222 with your host, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Mr. Madman Mardick. What's up, dude? That was good? It was smooth. Real smooth. Oh, I I tried going smooth, you know, just changing it up a little bit from last time, you know, just a little bit of difference, you know, you can't do the same thing every time. I mean 200 yeah, episodes yeah. later and I decided to change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, man, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Just kind of got to get into the, you know, I, I was just getting comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You just got to right. get comfortable. You know right. like soaking like soaking cameras with no batteries, you know? You just got to get comfortable. I heard
2: your, I heard you big soaker.
1: Yeah, you know, it is what it is, bro. So. Uh. Yeah. What's good with you, bro? What's what's the good word? uh you know same old shit man
2: truck shopping oh yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> the tree on the truck
1: oh. yeah she's
2: total no more yoda
1: oh then you can't but. be a killer no more because you don't have the yoda right so like no yoda no another, killing
2: you buy another yoda well you better you know so plus I haven't really been much of a killer this year anyway, so maybe I didn't deserve the Yoda, and that's why Mother Nature took it away from me.
1: Oh, that's what happens. Uh um,
2: you don't deserve a Toyota anymore, Mark. Uh,
1: well, let's break right into it. We do have our good buddy Seth on the line with us here. Uh, we're gonna get into his story, but we gotta do a little bit of house cleaning, the normal intro and everything that we got going on, and then we'll we'll get on over to the regular program. So We'll start it off. Let's start off with Huntworth. Huntworth Gear, they are the title sponsor and the only camo of the Outdoor Drive podcast. Make sure and go and check those guys out. Uh, Huntworthgear.com. You guys missed out once again on one of the biggest sales. I think, yeah, it ends tonight. Maybe? Yeah. I think it's just about over. Maybe you can get on over the website and check that out but you guys missed out they were doing a big thing on the heat boost Matherhorn I mean literally it was almost a buy one get one uh, if you guys didn't see it on social media you probably missed out on the sale uh, also latitude latitudeoutdoors.com. Guys, um, they are doing a free shipping on anything over ninety nine dollars. Uh, if you have your order placed by December twentieth, you are fifteenth, you will have it by the twenty fifth, Christmas. So make sure that you get all of your orders in for Latitude Outdoors by the fifteenth of December, so you guys can have that stuff for Christmas presents. Um, the ten millimeter ropes. Uh, also a good thing to give as a gift, man, keep your family safe and, you know, so you guys can always have those. So make sure to get on over to Latitude. Nor'easter Game Calls, uh, it's nor'eastergamecalls.com. Uh, get ready for, you know, the late season duck hunting and goose hunting and all that good stuff. You guys can check those guys out at nor'eastergamecalls.com. Bowhunters United, as always, the advocates for us as bow hunters some really good stuff coming from those guys so bowhuntersunited.com it's a free membership to kind of keep up to date with what's going on always writing different letters to all of your congressmen they always got all kinds of good stuff you can just kind of send that over so go and check those guys out bowhuntersunited.com so well, as we got through that stevie let's uh you gotta kill us kill us i gotta, kill add, us.
2: Some. I gotta, I gotta add something real quick because oh, christmas is coming oh. nor Easter game calls Oh. Check out some other stuff Mark's got. Mark makes, like, help me out. He makes earrings and all kinds of other little things. Yeah, necklace, so pendants, can...
1: pens, uh, all kinds of good all stuff. There's stuff. there's great stuff on their website. Uh, he does a ton of great gifts uh, for your loved ones also. So not only a hunting right. website, but always some good gifts. Yeah,
2: take a look at that. Christmas is coming. Just uh, just uh, food for thought. Killer's Corner. Happy birthday shout-outs. Seth Edwards, our man, knocking down some coyotes lately, too. And uh, he just did you know Buddy the Christmas to... Elf? Buddy the Christmas Elf. Oh, Buddy. Also has a December birthday. Oh, yeah. Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Happy birthday. Uh, Ryan Graff with a beautiful buck. And Heather MK and her husband, Jonathan, on his first hunt, uh, they knocked down some geese. So, congratulations.
1: Yeah. That was good. She brought her husband on the first hunt. so I mean, she's always killing yep. something. So
2: I'm trying to get Seth to take me on my first goose hunt soon. Them boys, them boys I'm did. in the business of
3: getting people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you and Louie did pretty good the
3: other day. What? It started off a little rough, but we got it done, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that yeah
1: <laughs> well these things happen that's part of haunting I guess you just gotta keep up with what's going on around you and then I guess things will get better
3: mm-hmm. for the record he was late again always oh 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 always it's a thing it's a ritual We get to, you know like with women you tell them you gotta listen our hit time is 30 minutes before it actually is just so because they're gonna be 30 minutes late that's what we're gonna do with him
1: you got to give him a uh, yeah. the old lead time. Did you lead
2: three days earlier because he might show up three days late.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Especially if it's a red moon.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, keep... yep. Yes! Always. Hey, hey. I listen, we know. Like we know this. We know this. That there is not a safe two and a half year old in the woods past eight o'clock when Lou gets to his deer stand.
3: Only during a red moon though.
1: Oh, only, right. <laughs> only on Tuesday's red moon though. So the
2: important question is, you know, we had Lou on the podcast, you know, a couple months ago, or whatever, and it was a good time. So Lou knew you were coming on the podcast. Tonight. How nice
3: has he been to you lately? Knowing that you were coming to retaliate. Well, you know, I felt like we had a mature adult relationship for a few days. You know, I take them goose hunting, and we're so friendly. We hug. He's like, bro, I'm so happy for you. The deer, yeah. And then I'm, like, putting it together, and I'm like, that mofo. Oh, I see it. I figured him out. He knew. He wanted to keep a good thing in his mouth. You know, he knew. He didn't want me to come on this podcast and let it rip. <laughs> He's been good for, like, a week. No bo- no arguments for a week. I, I should have seen it coming. I see through it.
1: <laughs> he didn't even give you
3: any good it's rebuttals. <laughs> No, no, you know what? We're gonna see because we'll, I am a man of God. We're, we're gonna see. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. Yes, Stan is watching. I gotta be a good boy. Yeah, I need a new release too under the tree. I gotta be good.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, you lost the release throughout the season?
3: Oh, yeah. Where have you been? Bro, I lost my $300 stand looking Track. for that mask buck.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: Oh, dude! I forgot
1: about all that. It's been, I didn't I, <laughs>
2: did. keep up with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not me too, bro. I'm the same boat
1: as you.
3: It's never good. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot.
1: Well, man, hey, let's break right into it, dude. Why don't uh, Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do?
3: All right, for those that don't know me. I am Big Country Six Nine SB, Seth <laughs> Bullier from <in Tibern>. Uh <laughs> We can't start like this, guys. We can't. We can't. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Round, born and raised, small town hunting. Um, I've had the bug ever since I could walk. You know, there's no season I don't participate in, whatever it is. And uh, I got the drive, you know.
1: That's it, man. So Seth's a team member. You guys probably heard his voice before. Seth has had the season to remember, the highs and lows of all of us. We have rode the roller coaster with Seth from the beginning, and you know, I, you know, we took Seth on on this team, you know, as a tag puncher. And I'm not really sure if the pressure has gotten to him this season or what's going on, bro. But tell us, man. Let us know. Let the people speak what is going on over there, bro? Like what, take us through the season where it started and where, where we are today, man, because there's a lot to fill a lot of people in with and some just absolutely incredible stuff going on on your side.
3: Incredible is a good word. Um You know, as the tag puncher, I do feel quite a lot of pressure building throughout the days of the season. You know, it's funny. Heavy is the crown, I guess, you know, um, I was unaware that I had that title.
1: <laughs> Me too. I just um, made I felt, it up, actually.
3: <laughs> coming into November, I did I did quite feel that way. I felt – well, anyway, let's start from off rip. Last year, I had a great year. I killed the one opening day, um, one in September, one in opening day in Rhode Island. And then uh, – so obviously, you come off a good year, you, you're you riding a high, right? Um, you know, my bow was set up good this year, a lot of confidence, Couple, couple changes, couple good things off rip. Just you know, you go into the season fresh and ready. That's how you want to start. That's how everybody should be. <clears throat> what happened? So, well, you came my, off the punch. Blood.
1: You came off the punch with with a with a deprivation tag right off the rip.
3: Yeah. So I mean, I'm already uh, you know, as far as the year goes, I'm I'm six in. I've killed five with a bow. Right. Um, well, so, you know, take,
2: just for the, so the listeners understand, yeah, well, two does
3: during regular season, uh, two does regular season. And then my mass buck and then my muzzleloader buck. So two, two depredation tag and then four regular.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you came uh, out with a bang to start and, and then just kind of, right. it kind of let out from there.
3: It's, you know, it, it's hard to say I had a bad season when you look at this, you know, when you look at it overall, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's how
2: many shooters did you put? I mean, you were in the shit.
3: All the Yeah. It's, it, it, you, you, I tell the story to people and they're like, well, I mean, hell, <laughs> you know, you look at the stats and it doesn't look like I had that bad of a year, but when you put in, when you break it up through 365, cause I do this year round and you put in the, all the hours I put in in between each one of those success stories, it doesn't always feel like it's a win. You know what I mean? You really sure. got to take a step back and, and and judge judge it for what it is especially when shit's going haywire you know what i mean it's hard to have that uh ride a high and then go to i just screwed up a 130 inch opportunity that i worked all year for and then be like oh well i appreciate everything i've had there already this year you know it's easier said than done um i do it don't get me wrong but sometimes you need a little a little help you need a little reality check you know um anyway so yeah so i had a good summer um i was able to kill a buck with my daughter and that was if nothing else happened this year that was uh, probably my all-time hunting moment no no questions asked like that was the best moment of my life so uh i mean we can kick it off at that dude i was in crocs my daughter was in flip-flops and uh and i killed a decent velvet buck with a bow at like five yards of my five-year-old filming so like that's you know the season my season could have been complete there and i it's tough to say i had a bad year after completing a situation like that but that was amazing dude she filmed it she was so excited and like you guys saw the footage um it's not something i like to put out there because it's it's uh, you know it's an intimate thing but uh and some people don't really get down with the whole crop damage thing so it's i like to keep some things in house you know but mm-hmm. it was uh my daughter loved it dude she was all over it Filmed it, watched it go down, recovered it. Tell me, I, you know, she knew that she called it a good shot as soon as I shot. Like, it was just everything a father and a bow hunter would ever want. Like, legit. Like, it was definitely a highlight of my life. No doubt. Like, I get emotional just talking about it. Like, it was, it was everything I ever wanted. Um,
1: I mean, the footage alone from that was, was, was next to none. I mean, as far as like, you know, like with her recovering it and everything, I mean, like, that's probably one of, I mean, well, probably one of the most viral videos that we put out for the 2023 season like it went viral with her just absolutely loving it and tracking it and everything else that i mean she's i mean she's like the mascot of the team like she's just
3: <laughs> dude, she's ate up with it she's ate up with it and it's awesome i mean it's a lot of work it's a lot of work getting a five-year-old out in the deer woods you know what i mean but mm-hmm. especially to be successful with a five-year-old in the deer woods is another thing but uh yeah dude it's yeah 100 percent. like as I sit here talking about it it's like wow stupid you know what I mean like look at that you know what I mean like that was my year was made there but um yeah that was awesome I I just reliving it like it's awesome every time you know I watch those videos constantly but uh, she loved it she recovered it she loved it she talks about it all the time I got to finish up that year amount and get it on the wall um so we started there uh i had another another crop damage kill with the bow so like confidence was high coming into october and then i took the wife hunting. um she couldn't get it done i capitalized on that though Opening week i think that was the first week of october mm-hmm. so dude that you know ball was lights out dude that was that was good so climb we're still climbing we're, we're climbing the ladder still coming into october right um and then ready to rip, I killed another crop damage deer towards the end of October because I wanted to have that confidence going into November um, and before my my uh, the permit expires because it doesn't last – it's only certain months, you know. So I got that done. So that's deer four already for me. So, uh, you know, I'm having a good year, right?
2: Mm. I, Seth, I got to cut you off real quick too just to set the stage here. You, you're our guy when it comes to aero testing – and broad head testing and fletching and like you're my go-to guy right so like when you say your bows dialed in you're dialed in like you shoot a lot you know you know what your arrow's is doing at all times
3: 100 and that like the last deer that i shot in october before going into november that was to i purposely stayed at a little bit farther distance like i needed to know what my setup was doing you know going before i went into the Buck hunting before right. before the run turned on. I needed to know. So like that last shot was fifty yards on the nose. And I absolutely pinwheeled that deer. Big mechanical went through him like, you know, hot knife through butter. And the deer didn't go fifty yards. It was beautiful. I was okay. Like, hey, that's what I needed, you know. Um, I changed well, as some people might know, I changed my setup like it like I changed underwear. Um, but I'm always looking for the next best thing. I need to be as best as I can be. I'm always trying to learn and uh but sometimes as that's a blessing and a curse, that's a double-edged sword, right? Because you find something that works and then you go and change it again. So you're always encountering, uh, you know, I'm uh what's, what's the word, what's the phrase for that? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm uh i I'm giving, I'm constantly giving myself problems as a phrase for that. But, uh.
2: but I also, I feel like you do yourself just though, because you're not just, you know, screwing on another broad head and heading to the timber. Like you hear a lot of people do like you're, constantly testing and you when you make a change you check everything there is to check about it until you have confidence
3: 100 and I, there is a level of scrutiny i do before i test something i'm not testing something that i don't have a certain level of faith in already you know right. what i mean um so that you know there's a level that something's got a product's going to be especially when it comes to my bow whether it be arrow insert outsert, broadhead you know you name it veins wraps yeah. Um, so I do a reasonable amount of research before I decide to test something. Yeah. Um, sure. I love it for
2: because sure. I don't have the time to do all that stuff. So I let you spend all your time doing that and then I just check with you
3: <laughs> and get your <laughs> input. <laughs> Whether I have the time or not, I gotta do it because it just I can't help it. I can't right. help it. You know, yeah. I've I will say I went into this year being more confident than I ever have. Right. Hundred percent and that felt good that felt good that the hours of research and testing and and money I've spent on different things and product and invested time. That was a good feeling going to the year but like, yeah, like if I if I draw back something something's going to bleed, you know, um, which I think was part of the reason that I needed to humble like this season humbled me a little bit is because I had a confidence that I've never usually had before. Um, Growing pains, maybe as a bow hunter, maybe that was growing pains as a hunter. You know, I've, I've done pretty good for myself over the years, but I think I, I hit, some, I hit some turbulence this year that definitely put things in perspective. You know, you think you know something until you don't. Right. I mean, and that's one uh, of those I think, things. It,
1: those humbling years are some of the best years, where it kind of puts you back into those, that second guess of yourself. Like, all right, I need to take it back a notch. I need to relax. I need to full focusly focus on what is going on instead of getting lost in it. Right,
3: hundred percent. And I, I hope it's not like to, we're talking about it because you guys have an idea of like everything we're right. You know, I've I've done tested and played with. I hope the listeners know that like anything bow hunting related that could be tested and tried and and whether it be from setups to trail cameras to to scouting. You know, that's that's what we're kind of talking about. But one hundred, you're one hundred percent right. You know, that's and as the years. Winding down, especially with the recent emotional roller coaster with deer hunting, like it to reflect upon the effort put in to the result. It's it's something. It's something to be said. You know, you can't learn from you don't learn from wins. You learn from your losses for Mm -hmm. sure. I like that.
1: Yeah, and it's
3: and the same thing with perspective too. Like you can't have a good perspective if you don't have if you don't lose sometimes. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. No, absolutely, and that's and that's like you know, like the guys that the only way to learn is by failing. Right. And like you learn from those failures and it's the same, I mean, that gets taken into the deer hunting woods where you have to try everything and the, and you know what, some of the best things to learn are the things not to do. Right. As far as like where not to hunt, what not to use in your setup, so on and so forth. So like, these are those things that you you're learning
3: shots to take to not to take when to take them you know mm-hmm. you you could take the same shot 10 times as a bow hunter but that 11th time could teach you a thing or two
1: well and one of the things that we talk about all the time is you know the only way to learn how to kill deer is by killing deer right so like that's those 100%. are those those are those those are those things that we're talking about as far as like the failures because you you the only way you're going to learn is by doing
3: right and you know it's you you listen to the guys with the blue check marks on, on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, and they say these same things, but, like, you don't always register that they're saying these things. Like, you know, they take shots that are 10% success shots. They end up being successful, but, like, the whole internet explodes because they took a low percentage shot, but they've taken these shots so many times. They know, you know what I mean, guys that do this for a living or guys that make it a career or a lifestyle, It's they, they've they killed enough animals with a bow or with a certain weapon system to to, to really know you know what i mean what the percentage actually is for your indi- for your individual abilities because that that changes with per per person it's individual it's whether it's bow hunting it's trapping it's you know gun hunting it's your individual ability only you know and your experiences can provide that so yeah i mean not to get too emotional about it but yeah 100 like you need to you need to get the experience your way to know what your ability level is in the woods
1: absolutely well man why don't you take us into this the rest of the season here because i think it's i can't wait to hear the stories i haven't even heard well, half yeah. the stories because i've been putting yeah. it off for the recording you yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell me i want to i want to <laughs> we like to hear we like to hear it full-fledgedly organically
3: all right so i'm a rhode island guy so primarily i've hunted rhode island my whole life right so but i've been hunting mass you know out a few out-of-state trips aside from out-of-state trips you know over the last few years Mass is my second my second hunting home, right? So, uh, and I've never killed a buck in Massachusetts. That's that's I've hunted Mass for seven years now, six 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 seven years. Um, last year, I uh, um, my wife's family have some private property in Massachusetts. Last year, I had some encounters that were absolutely unbelievable, and I had probably a buck of a lifetime at 43 yards that I couldn't get killed. Whether it was me, my setup, filming, filming might've saved that deer's life. Um, all the above, maybe it was a good, I didn't send an arrow and I could've, um, but that really turned a switch in me and I felt determined this year to make it happen. Um, I've Last year I put in more time than I ever have. Um, and I kept saying that like, yo, this is the hardest property I've ever hunted, the way it lays out. The, you know, the, uh, the local population, the access, the, you know, the again, <laughs> the layout is wild. Um, mm-hmm. Public, nearby, you, you you name it, food, water, everything. Dough population, it's, you know, and everybody, every one of my boys have been part of the, the learning curve with me. So, like you guys all know, you've heard me talk about it nonstop. Um, but anyway, last year I really turned up the heat and I had a great encounter. Um, but still didn't kill this year i had a fire under my ass like you wouldn't believe and i've i ran 12 cameras for nine months um and i ran nine cameras last year for probably eight or nine months um scouted i mean a ton i have i put up nine presets uh ground blind for my daughter like you know I, i just i put in a lot of a lot of me into that state this year. Whereas Rhode Island, my, my properties didn't change much. So I already had the learning curve figured out more so. you know. Obviously things change year to year, but I was dedicated to killing Mass Buck this year for sure. So coming into November. Um my bucks on the property don't really turn up until the rock kicks in. Uh, crazy as it is with the amount of land it is, but that's what happens. So, again, into November, first week, second week, I had an Ohio trip planned that I did not go on. I just couldn't, you know, personal reasons or whatever, work home. I couldn't justify going to Ohio when I had unfinished business at home. How do you leave for a week when I have such a determination to kill a buck in mass at home? Um, and that's always a struggle when you go to out of state trip, right? You gotta leave your home turf to go kill out of state. That's that's always a struggle, unless you're already successful. That's always a tough thing to swallow. Anyway, so we're getting into November. First week goes by. I had good feelings. Um, I was on a good note. Riding the cameras were good. Not a lot of daylight, but optimistic. Right setups. Setups tuned, I'm tuned, everybody's fired up. Louie already killed two bucks. You know, everybody's killing deer. Trev killed already. JB killed the doe. Uh, you know, um, I already killed the doe and the crop damage. So like we're ready. We're in the woods. The boys are fired up. First he week would. comes in. If first week comes in, the fire's getting hotter. Now we're getting into the second week. November 9th. I think I hunted a, Rhode Island a couple of times, whatever, but again, I'm focusing on mass November 9th comes in. I hang and bang in a spot. I had the week off. I hang and bang in a spot. I haven't hunted yet. Um, and because of that, I, and this is a spot that Steve and I have talked about a couple of times, but I overlooked for years and why I don't know, but I gave it a shot and, uh, I set, up, I set up wrong. Well, I say I set up wrong, but anybody that hang bangs knows, like, especially if you're hanging a bang in a spot you've never hunted before, mm. how do you know where they're coming from? How do you know, you know, you can guess on the activity, but if it's not a special, it's not a significant run, you don't know. So long story short, I was facing the wrong direction in my saddle. I was facing south. I should have been facing north, right? Well, I set up to where I thought the activity was going to come from, where my strong side shot was going to be. A doe came in, I did a rattle sequence, I did a, it's getting like, it's four o'clock, cameras were good that morning, I set up, I did a rattle sequence at four o'clock, grunting, rattled, it was a cold front, I believe, so it, it was just good, it was a good day to be in the woods, um, I did a rattle, grunted, whatever, hung up the horns, uh, and I'm sitting there enjoying the afternoon, here comes a doe, from my weak side, to my strong side, but loops and gets downwind so it was just it was one of those just an off wind type of sits and she gets downwind but she was you know she was like maybe a two-year-old though wasn't that smart but she knew something wasn't right um and to be honest i almost smoked her she came in she gave me a good shot i almost smoked her but i i always struggle you know because that's how we get the title of being a tag puncher um (laughs) you want to punch tags So she came in broadside. I did not kill her because I'm not going to mention any names, but he might be part of this podcast. Um, Yelled at me because it's November 9th and I had bucks on camera and I was going to kill it up. Steve, um, (laughs) I didn't shoot her. Five (laughs) minutes later. (laughs) No, five minutes later. Here he comes. Right. I see. I hear movement. Of course, it's come my weak side and it's coming from my back. So this buck's coming. I don't know what buck it is. I can't see what it is. And it's coming from behind me. So I'm. you just have that feeling, right? Every bow on the you got that feeling when it, it just sounds different. Mm-hmm. So he's coming from my backside. So I get, I get turned just enough. And he's coming from my right to my left. And now I'm thinking in my head, is he coming to the rattle? Is he coming to the base of my tree? Or is he catching that doe scent? And he's going to follow her ass. So he kind of goes in the middle. And the wind is dying down, which is not good because it's swirling a little bit. Mm. Obviously, a stiff wind is a little bit better. So I'm I'm getting nervous. Now, for s- some reason, I was overly excited because I've been hunting mass for all these years. And like the pressures in that specific state, I'm just, pr- I feel more pressure. Cause like, I want to make it happen. You know I mean? This is what I'm working for. So this buck comes in and I can't tell which buck it is I have on camera yet. I can't tell if it's one of my shooters but you get a glimpse of that rack and you knew i it was like i saw a glimpse shooter no doubt right so like bow in hand let's go and i had no shot and now he's into like 22 20 to 25 yards and he's kind of splitting the run i wanted to be on and then run the does on so i don't know if he's looking for that buck because his head was down he was real cautious like he was looking aggressive like i, I didn't hear him grunt but he was it was like he was coming in like, ready, like looking. He was trying to find those, that antler. So maybe he was following the doe, but he knew there was another buck around, you know, whatever the, whatever it may be. Long story, he was going the same direction as the doe. And now I'm like, yo, he's going to get downwind. So I'm, I come to full draw. I can't get the camera on him because it was either grab the bow, or grab the camera. And he came in from my weak side. So I grabbed the bow, I turned right around. And he's coming in on a string, cautious, but on a string. And I don't know which, if he's going to turn towards me or if he's going to turn towards a dose path. So I got the bow, I'm ready. I couldn't even get the GoPro on. It was just, it's one of the, you know, by the time I saw him, by the time he was in bow range, it was like that. So I got the bow, he's coming in, his head bobbing, he's low, he's, he's like in that sneak position, right? And I saw his rack and I knew it was a shooter, no doubter. And as soon as he comes to, like like I said, 22, 25, I get the full draw. I'm like, as soon as he gives me a hole, I got to take the shot. Because if he gets to where that doe is, he's going to be done when I'm screwed. So, or he's going to come in tight and I have no cover and I'm not going to be a full draw yet. So I come to full draw and I'm 180 in my saddle. And I'm still with this new tether we, we're working with, with the latitude. I was working out, which I was playing with the heights and usually have it set a little bit differently, but I was playing with it at the time. And I had it; ju- it was hitting my draw, my draw arm. So I was struggling to get into my peep. So I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm just not. I couldn't get in. I get in. I'm a full draw. This deer's coming in, and I'm, I'm finding the hole. I'm like, all right, if he gets to this hole, I'm good. He turns a little bit. He's in, those are a different hole. So now I'm at full draw for like a minute and a half. Finally, he comes in. Ugh, I, I want to say he was caught it away, but you, this is all happening in a matter of seconds. I'm drawing it out. I'm sorry, but. It, you know, it, the, this is how I feels in my head, like this dramatic situation, right. right? And this is happening in two seconds. So, whatever he comes in, he's—I guessed him to be t- between twenty and twenty-five, which th- my pin set at twenty-five. I think he was probably eighteen to twenty. After you know, after going back to the shot location, regardless, he gives me an opening. I said, I say to myself, "Listen, now or never." Like it's twenty yards. Pause real quick. I run a fixed blade and a mechanical in my quiver. Some people don't understand it. Some people get it. I think it's situational. My um, bow is tuned for both. Two broadheads I trust. Um, I was in tight quarters. Didn't know the direction of the animal. So I wanted to go with a fixed blade in case I got a quarter and two shot. Now, that might moving forward, I take the shot on this animal. Uh, I hit him high. And I hear a pow. And I knew as soon as I released, you know. You know, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. Granted, the distance and my, the amount I put, the effort I put into practice and this and that. I'm like, there's no, there's no way that I'm not killing an animal broadside, according quartering away at 20 yards. It's not happening. Like, I just, you know, I'm confident, right? So I'm telling myself this after I shoot this deer. Like, I hear a pop. Like, not a pop, but like a pow. Like, I just shot through a, like a two by four. I watched my knock bury through the deer. That's it. He runs away. Takes off to the north. All right, shot. I just released an arrow on my first mass buck. I'm um, amped, amped. But I got that in the back of my mind, like that was high. I knew it was high. I knew it was a touch high. But again, I got a pass through, like fixed blade. I'm, I'm good, right? Whatever. Get down. Call the boys. Uh, my brother-in-law comes, meets me. It's been about an hour and a half. No arrow, which is weird. Like I'm pulling heavy weight, good speed, fixed blade, great penetrating that setup. find the arrow can't find first blood now i'm like what the hell here we go i'm off to a good start so it was two hours since i shot we go to find blood finally i know where he went find blood i find my arrow covered in pink blood beautiful this is a win let's go um this deer ran right by my trail camera so like okay follow his trail for about 100 yards not as a crow flies, but like 100 human yards tracking, right? So it'd probably be 80 yards for him, 100 yards for me. Last The blood trail wasn't what I wanted it to be, and I knew it was a little high, so I know that his chest cavity is probably taking a lot of blood, Um, especially with a high exit. <clears throat> I, f- I get to aware there's a swamp, and I know there's a swampy area. It's like eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock at night, uh, me and my brother-in-law, and the last blood I found was good pink foamy blood. I'm like, all right, this is coming out of his mouth. I got two holes. Arrow looks great. This is lung blood. I'm backing out. Like I know this deer's dead. I'm backing out. I don't want to push him into the swamp. I don't want to push him into the neighbors' public. Like, let's back out. I got tomorrow off. I'll get him in the morning. Leave, go home. I feel pretty confident. Like last blood was great. I feel confident. Next morning, Louis. <clears throat> Louis is gonna meet me at 5:30. We're gonna go track this deer. <laughs>
1: What time did you get there? 5.30 p.m.
3: Oh, 10.30 in the morning, 10.30, 11, maybe, something like that. So 5 o'clock comes around. We're up. I'm getting dressed. Noon. Something came up. Louie is the no-show, right? Where's Louis? So like, Shooting
1: two-and-a-half-year-olds. Olds.
3: Uh, so whatever. I, I tell myself, I look at the forecast. Rain's at 2 o'clock now. Mm. Perfect. Perfect perfect i'm like you know what i sit there i have breakfast with my daughter i let the dogs out i make a coffee i'm like there's no need to relax like no need to rush like this deer's dead i got time like let you know i'm trying one of those moments where like well don't it's not work like this is why we do it enjoy it right so i just trying to calm myself down a little bit buy some time because louis gonna meet me long story short my mother-in-law calls me it's starting to rain now mind you i live an hour away from my masters but So that changes my entire perspective of the situation. I jump in the truck. I screw up there. I hit traffic. Takes me an hour and 45 minutes to get there. I'm in a downpour. It opened up on the way there. Get there. Rain gear on. Get the hunt with rain jacket. Got my bow. Release. (laughs) Rubber boots.
0: (laughs) Rubber
3: boots. (laughs) I hit the track. Gone. Non-existent. Pour it just poured I was hoping that the, the, the woods were going to protect it not a drop not a drop my Ricky Louie ended up finding, coming at like 10 30. him and I looked for six hours nothing not another drop and that's you know him and I have tracked several deer over the years dude like and if there's blood to find we're going to find it we looked every square into that property and there was nothing I was convinced that a neighboring hunter on the public property took my deer because there was a ladder stand 40 yards away from last blood that i was unaware that was there well that was that story so i shot this deer on the 9th november 9th tracked it all day in the, two hours on the 9th all day on the 10th lost my release while tracking this deer 300 stand which For those who don't know when you go from a wrist strap to a thumb button it changes your draw length it changes your knocking your your knock point like it changes your anchor point i'm sorry your anchor point and it just (laughs) it changes your mental so it's november 10th i can't find blood i can't find this deer i lost my release and a stump destroyed my rubber boots from the bottom up i'm having a good day um this deer just disappeared dude I mean, the bloodshed wasn't amazing, but after the last blood that I found, uh, it was very promising to go from that to you know 100 to zero. No trace of the deer, no trace of the blood, nothing. Um, that was it. Like, we looked for six and a half, seven hours, plus all the time the night before, nothing. Three of us, three of us looked all day. Plus, I lost my release the boots. So, I went from here to zero real quick. That's November 9th into the 10th. I got nothing, right? And I can't go hunt that afternoon because it's already 3.30 and we've tracked all day and I'm exhausted and disappointed. So that's, that's another day during the middle of the rut that I lost. Now it's November 10th and I lost my release. November 10th and I lost my release. So like not ideal. So now it's eight o'clock at night and November 11th, the next day, our favorite day of the year. And I'm shooting in the dark with my wrist strap trying to gain confidence again not ideal. So uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So I didn't find this deer. I have like I mentioned, he ran by a trail camera. I pull the card, bring the card home, put it on the computer exit wound. Now mind you got a pass through full pass through fixed blade exit wound right behind the shoulder touch high under the spine right behind the shoulder blood on camera coming out of this deer. Now. uh, So I have proof of the exit hole. I have proof of pass through pass through. I have proof of pink foamy lung blood coming out of this deer's mouth at last blood. This is a dead deer. I'm disgusted. Okay. So So that's moving
2: moving forward in your head. You're confident.
3: This deer's dead somewhere. You just can't find it. Correct? One hundred percent. I put a hole through this, deer. whether I got one lung or two, there's a hole in this deer's lungs, and he's he's not he's not. It's it's not a matter of if he's dead. It's a matter of where and how far. Correct. Like he's a dead deer. No yep. no question. Like Correct. you're not punching the lungs, and he's gonna live. It's just a matter of how far he's gonna run before he dies. Right. Yep. Um, and uh, we've all we all had the, you know you guys were all helping with discussion. You're not getting underneath the spine, behind the shoulder, and not getting the front side lung. So there's no way that I didn't get both lungs. But maybe I just nicked one and sent a punch to the exit wound, the exit hole, you know, the the opposite lung. Whatever it may be, I know I smoked the opposite lung because I have proof of the exit hole and lung blood. So whatever. So I'm racking my brain. I don't understand. My confidence is low. This is a dead deer. I'm disgusted. This is Massachusetts. I put all this effort in for that. Like how many, op- you know, it. it's just that's not a good thing that you. it's not a win. Um, and now again, I'm in the middle of a rut and I lost my $300 release and a deer. So moving forward, there's only, what are you going to do? Right. I, I have vacation time to hunt the rut. You're going to make the most of it, right? You're going to take it on the chin. You win some, you lose some. Anybody that's bow hunting long enough is you're going to lose a deer, right? It's going to happen whether you, and again, if it was a perfect shot, maybe he wouldn't have made it hundred yards. So uh, there's fault of mine there. And I know that I took a shot that I should have not forced as much i should have waited i should have drew later i should have relaxed i should have should have could have have right but I, I had a buck at 22 yards broadside quartering away and i had a hole i took the shot that i that i felt i needed to right, right. i stand i stand by it whether right or wrong i would take that shot again it's just i wish you know these factors are the culminating to the end result right so we move forward now uh Lost that deer, lost my release. Now, I don't know the date, but muzzleloader is open in Rhode Island. I'm hunting, I'm hunting, I'm practicing my bow, trying to get back into it. Um, no encounters for a few days. <clears throat> no dead deer showed up. So I'm in Rhode Island with a muzzleloader. Now, I would like to be with the bow, but why would I hunt with the bow when I lost my release and have zero confidence, right? So I take the muzzleloader out. Love my muzzle loader. It's shooting tacks at 150 yards, 100 yards, 50 yards. Like good to go. My CVA is beautiful. I'm in the woods, spot that I've left on for two years. <laughs> you laughing? In I don't know why you're laughing. Woods? I'm in the woods. <laughs> go I'm in the woods. <laughs> I got the muzzle loader, dude. It's a beautiful morning. uh I, I can't remember the date. I don't remember the date, but. I had a, again. I haven't hunted a spot in two years. So the sun comes up. I wait until the sun's just high enough where there's no shadows. I hit a rattle sequence, grunting. I get the nor'easter in my mouth. I'm grunting. I'm rattling. Um, I'm a little aggressive. You know, I'm. I, I feel like I'm a little uh, frustrations are coming out in the antlers. So I'm. I'm hitting them pretty good. Sun's up. I put them away, and I as I put the horns down, I realize there's a scrape five yards from my tree stand that I did not know was there because I've left this tree stand alone for two seasons. Whatever. I was like, Oh, look at that. That's cool. Right? So i put the horns down I put the call away. 10, 15 minutes goes by. I see movement. One, two, three, four, five, six does coming out of the coming right from where I wanted them to from food to bed. And I'm cutting them off in the morning. Perfect scenario, right? Winds are right. Here they come. They're coming at me. Winds good. These does hook all the way around me skip their bedding area and it's like they're going to go back to another field to feed at seven o'clock in the morning makes i still don't make sense of it don't understand it because they just left one field they go all the way around me and i have three angles three sides of me or you know a hundred 180 degrees of good wind they go all the way around me loop around me get to my downwind side why i have no idea but so now i got my muzzleloader The six deer coming I'm sitting down at this point. These do- these does come in. The lead doe catches something. Whether it's my cover scent, whether it was my send drag, or she got the wind swirled and got downwind. <laughs> I'm still not sure. But she knows something's wrong. And I got six does. And right where they are, I have no cover. Go figure. But whatever. I'm watching them. I'm not moving. I got the muzzle over my hand. I see movement. And in my head, you you it's middle of November. You've got does in front of you. where's the buck? Sure enough, here comes a buck. Good deer another good deer now i'm thinking to myself i got redemption like i lost a good deer in massachusetts Here's here we go right and it was one of another one of those things i don't know what deer it is because i don't have cameras at this spot but it's a no doubt a shooter you see you get that glimpse you're like here we go you know like you're just your your heart skips a beat like let's go he's a a shooter i don't care what it is it's a shooter you know what i mean like i need a win i just lost we're gonna get a win today i got the muzzle to my hand here he comes now, I'm facing these does because this doe, this buck's going to be on their ass. Comes in, comes in. Now, mind you, thick as hell in the spot. Super thick. I still can't even count the points. That's how thick he is. And he's under 30 yards. He takes a J-hook right at, like, 30-yard mark. He, boom, hooks. And instead of following the does, he turns right to my tree and is beelining in a line straight for me. I'm looking down, I see the scrape at five yards. I'm realizing I just did a rattle sequence. So he doesn't care about the does right now. He's trying to come and check the scrape, see what buck is in the area. Cause I was just rattling. That's my best guess of the situation. So I'm kind of turned face cause I expected him to follow these does. And this bucks coming to 20 yards, well, you know, 30, 25, 20 yards on a string. Mind you, I got these does having a stroke behind me. Because they're not blowing, they're not running away, but she's starting to stamp. And this deer is, this buck is beelining for me. And now he's at 18, 20 yards walking to me, and this doe is stomping behind me. I'm like, she's going to blow any minute, and he's, she's going to spook this buck. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, and I, I'm only facing him with my head. I'm like, as soon as he gives me a window, that's when I pull up, because I can't move until I'm ready to shoot, because this doe is going to, she's going to peg me. So now he's getting to 15 yards. He, there's gonna be a window as soon as he gets this close now if he I can't let him get to the base of my tree because he's gonna get my ground scent but I again in the morning in the dark I didn't know that scrape was there so whatever he gets to 12 yards and I see a window and I'm like listen it's now or never like I gotta take this animal because these does are gonna bug and ruin it so he gets the 12 yards I see a window his whole front of his he's facing me now this is a controversial shot right but it's 12 yards I'm confident with the weapon it's 12 yards mind you 12 yards <laughs> say that again it's 12 it? yards oh, okay yeah 12 yards okay and this thing's a tag driver right and I've taken this shot successfully before so he gets to that window in one motion I bring this gun to my shoulder I pivot my pivot my hips I bring the gun to my shoulder I drop the hammer I bring my cheek to the gun I find my eye relief like one motion because like I have no I have it's a matter of seconds to make this happen before that doe loses her shit. so he gets to that window boom I pull up I I get comfortable I put the crossers on his chest bang boom smoke clears he does a leap goes back to like 25 yards he stands there stops those kind of take off they run 20 yards away he now I'm sitting there like oh shit right I just shot this deer 12 yards frontal like now my adrenaline's through the roof now he's standing there his tail's going a mile a minute what the hell I'm like yo I smoked him he's gonna drop right here let's go right let's go and he doesn't drop he just starts walking he does like a 20-yard loop goes to where the does were standing now mind you this has been it's been 30 seconds and I'm like oh shit, I gotta reload I break the action I can't get the primer out of the gun it's stuck Mm -hmm. now I will clean this thing religiously can't get the primer out here come the does they're walking all six of them are walking back right back under they're under 20 yards they're walking back at me so now i'm sitting there i'm like is he dead did i miss did i smoke him do i reload and risk spooking these deer again where is he he does a 30-yard loop He gets to where the doors were he's standing there i can see his antlers in the sunlight standing there and his nose is in the air and i'm like dude did i miss this deer like did i miss so now i'm losing it in my mentally like how did i miss this deer at 12 yards so eventually the does come back in, this is, it's been 10 minutes. I'm trying to figure out if this deer is still there or not. I'm trying to reload while not spooking any of these animals, get a second shot, not know what's going on. I get reloaded. All the does came back in. I look back up. I can't find the deer. Where is he now? This is a good deer. This is 100, 100 120, 130 inch deer. Like this is a respectable buck. Any which way to Sunday for me. Now I'm losing my mind. Right? so I get reloaded those came back in I saw a spike came in chasing more does like I saw 15 deer that morning it was awesome it was an awesome morning in the woods beautiful beautiful an hour and a half goes by all the deer clear I climb down I go to the where the shot is no blood I go to where he stopped the first time no blood I go to where he stopped the third time and had his nose in the air now I'm thinking to myself, like what he was doing. Like was he sent checking? Like what was he doing? Like it looked like he was sent checking after I shot. Him. So did I miss clean? And he was trying to send check to see what the threat was. Is he sent checking for those and doesn't give a shit because I missed clean? Or is he mortally wounded and he's dead right there? I have no idea at this point. So I go to where you're standing. I find nothing. I missed this deer at 12 yards. Now I'm. I just this is loss number two now. I'm losing it what the hell, what a, like, useless, what happened, is my gun fucked up, excuse me, is my gun messed up, like, you know, it it wasn't me, like, how do you, how do you know, right, I start walking back to my tree stand, boom, pile of blood, I was, like, a couple yards off, because it was so thick, so, now everything changes, now I'm like, how is there a pile of blood when he acted the way he did, so I find, boom, blood trail, blood trail, blood trail, I went, like, 10 yards, find blood, Okay, now I shot this buck frontal at 12 yards, 12 yards with a muzzleloader, dead deer, right? Blood looked great. I waited, called the called my grandfather. Louie's coming. Let's go look for this deer. So long story short, I got the boy, the reinforcement show up. No blood trail. The, all the blood that I saw for the first five to 10 yards was the only blood that was there like legit it was like a 10 yard blood trail and that was it um there was a little bit of brown hair come to come to terms with the fact that <laughs> I grazed this deer's brisket like so something you never think about I don't know how many people that are gonna listen to this have ever shot their muzzleloader from 18 feet at 12 yards straight down because your scope is mounted two inches higher than your barrel so at that distance your bullet hasn't had a chance to climb yet to meet where those two cross so the point of aim point of impact is at least a two inch difference at that distance so if I didn't hold high enough I at that angle I grazed his brisket and judging by how he reacted how he was sent checking and just walked away didn't run away the the those that stuck around I that's what happened I, I grazed his brisket He's not dead 100%. He's just because there was literally 10 feet of blood. It was just a little bit of brown hair. (sighs) Now, I went from being a loser to being a two-time loser. I am beside disgusted, beside myself. Uh, What are you going to do? Now, I'm back to work. This is now going into the third week of November. I have had two opportunities that I've screwed up royally on. Am I going to get a third? How many, you know, you, you work all hard just for one opportunity a year, never mind two, and I screwed up both of them. Unrespectable deer. So whatever, you know, it, it, it's maybe I'm having a I'm having an off year, whatever it is. I go back to work. I have a few more days of work. Now phase two of my rotation happens. I completely canceled the Ohio trip instead of rescheduling it. I completely canceled it because why would I want to go Ohio when this is happening at home, right? Back in Rhode Island, back with the muzzleloader. I was talking to the boys. Somebody said, go back to that stand. You had a good hunt. I went back to that stand. I've checked the whoa, gun.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was the somebody?
3: <laughs> Louis. <laughs> mad man's telling me listen it's been a week <laughs> it was a week it was exactly a week from my mishap there he's like i was like dude that's a good spot i know it's a good spot he's like dude go back there it, you know yeah. everything you said made sense I And think,
2: i think you were like how long would you wait after that and i was like i'd go back the next day
3: <laughs> that's exactly what you said actually
1: yeah i'd go
2: back then and, after my the grandmother
3: said the same thing my grandfather said the same thing. He's like, "Well, I was worried about it because we try we walk around looking for the deer. It's right. not like I just touched the gun off, but
1: it's it's right."
2: It's but teens I mean, of
3: November, bro. Of
1: that...
2: Exactly. That's the big thing. If it was September, October, on yeah. an early season archery deer, that a little different, maybe. But that time of year, man, that,
1: just get back in there. Just go hunt. <laughs> Be aggressive.
3: Well, I did, I did, and uh, so uh, that morning went back in another beautiful morning I did not rattle I am not enjoying the woods like I should mm-hmm. because I'm si- I'm sitting there sun's rising and I'm like struggling like I'm not at work I'm in the woods and I'm telling my this these are conversations I'm having like listen you need to enjoy this like this is why this is you this is why you do what you do like this is mm-hmm. you're in the woods in the teens of November prime time like you got a muzzle muzzleloader like the sun's up like enjoy it how do you enjoy it when i just i'm a two-time loser right now you know not to mention you know just the normal wear
2: and tear in the grind of the season right The i talk about a lot the the lack of sleep the lack of food you're you just you get tired and ornery as is then you add some mishaps or some major mishaps like you like it
3: you're it is it, it, it weighs heavy on you right agreed 100 especially it's not like i'm just winging it like this is i put in hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours of effort to go and have these opportunities to not capitalize on so like right. i'm just i'm you know anybody that's about it like that you're going to be more hard on yourself than you should be right um so you know struggling with that sitting in the tree and uh i wish i i wanted to bring the bow i i'm a bow hunter, through and through but I lost my release like i'm even though i'm 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 capable with the bow with my old wrist strap it just doesn't feel right so i wish i brought it but i didn't um anyway i'm back in the saddle back in that same spot the deer comes in um now what the, i can't, again i can't remember the date um it was exactly a week later this only deer i saw it's like this buck was like and I hate to act like it's you, you, when shit like that happens, you just like, listen, give me a redemption. Like, give me one. Like, give me a win. Send me a deer, right? This buck just comes in from the north, walks right at me. Pretty much same spot as the other one, except maybe 15 yards away instead of 12. Completely broadside. I saw a rack. Um, I was like, let's go. I put it on him, dropped the hammer. He went 20 yards and died in sight. Dead deer. <laughs> um uh anybody that knows me knows i've had a hell of a year outside of the deer woods on top of it all like this has been a year to test a lot of us <laughs> a lot Amen. of us better i've had a i've had, had a rough year a lot of things happening um plus now it's november it's game time and i've had these mishaps dude i've never had a deer mean. T- i've had two deer mean the world to me the one of my daughter in this buck that third that buck that third opportunity buck dude i climbed down i didn't text anybody i didn't call anybody i watched this deer die i climbed down i went and sat with this deer and no shit, dude the world hit me the world hit, dude i cried i i am a i like i am a grown-ass man i sat there and cried with that deer. like i facetimed my daughter i was emotional right like it, it, wow like thank you like thank you like i needed that right yeah i Facetime my daughter um you know uh, my girl went in the room woke her up like baby like baby it's daddy and she was waking up all groggy and i turned the phone and i look at the video she's like you got one dude i lost it i broke down i could i i'm not man enough not you know i'm not proud enough not to say it dude that that shit hit me that was the most emotion i've ever had with an animal and he would have been a sick buck he, he's got a lot of character but he broke off his right main beam like he had two main beams and he broke one off fighting and uh, which i mean it still gives him a lot of character it makes that deer really special um but yeah i mean not that it matters but to me that deer means a lot and uh yeah so i gotta win that was my third opportunity i gotta win
1: i think as as you know like going through the motions of the deer season and like always on the grind and always after it constantly, like it weighs a ton on you and not to add that, like we do what we do as far as filming and all the other things and social media and all that. And that puts a huge, huge weight on your shoulders. Like, you know, I, and I remember I had a similar situation, but it was during Turkey season where, like, my goal was to shoot a certain amount of... I wanted to tag out with my bow, right? And it was, like, one of the first years. And, like, bro, I'd shot one, hit it, it ran away. uh, Shot and missed another one. Like, I'm talking close, you know, with the bow. And then I shot a Jake. And I killed the Jake. And I, same thing, walked up to it with the bow. And I emotionally just, like, collapsed. Because it was, like... All of it just coming in at once and then exploding and you're just like, oh my God, you're just like, I can't believe like it came together like fail, fail, fail and you're just like down, 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 but you're just grinding, 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 grinding just to make it happen and then it comes together and you just explode. And you're just like, oh, my God, just a sigh of relief and just like the world is all back to normal. And like I can still do it because you put such a burden and such a stress relief on yourself. You know, like it's tough. It's super tough.
3: 100 percent. Well, what we do takes a lot of time. It takes a lot Mm -hmm. to do it at the level that we try to do it at. And the amount of time that we put in in preparation On top of it all, to go and then spend that time and then feel like you're wasting it, especially when you got a family, Mm -hmm. you know, and a job and everything else, like to go and waste that time, it's it's you're hitting yourself at all angles. And like you said, the filming and the pressure and all of it. So yeah, unless you've experienced that, you don't you know it's something else, man. It really is, it's something else. Well, isn't it kind of funny how like
2: all the trials and tribulations you go through in life and the negative things and the stuff you have to endure and, you know, without getting too deep into it, you know, just just the bullshit of life. Right. And it's just like, you're constantly just getting punched in the face and punched in the face. And like, you can lose it at any moment. Right. With all the hardships and you keep it together. And then when the one good thing happens, that's when you lose it.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. You
2: know, when the good thing happens,
3: I I mean,
1: it's crazy because like, we like like you Seth said was like we put ourselves out there vulnerable to the world. You know, as far as like you know, like we we take away time from our family. We take time away from our jobs. We take time away from the normal everyday because we have that drive, that love and that passion for this. So like And there's only I mean, in all reality, man, there's like a 14 day window that we wait 365 days for to like Mm. completely and utterly have that one opportunity at what we would want for a tag puncher. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not, you know, and, and we've then now we are all in our mid 30s where we're not we're past that. You know, fill in tags to fill tags like we are now mature deer hunter, we are maturing as outdoorsmen ourselves, so we're looking for a certain opportunity at a certain caliper of animal, and when it comes and the stars align and there's a a mishap or a failure in it, we lose our shit like in all reality, lose our shit because you have that one opportunity, that one opportunity of that animal being in front of you and having that ideal situation to be able to take that animal and then mess it up. Now, that animal now is back vulnerable for somebody else to take that animal too. So that stress is weighing on you. And like, there's just a lot of emotions and roller coasters rides that you go through and you're just like, what the fuck? And then when it actually falls together, dude, it's just like, uh... And you just lose it, bro. Like you just,
3: (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's like a wave, dude. Like I'll never forget that. I will never forget sitting with that deer as long as I live Mm -hmm.
1: ever.
3: It was, it was, it was, it was something again now. So, I mean, I forget which one you said a little while ago, but like without having my two mishaps prior to would I, would I've experienced that.
1: No, you know what I'm saying? No, probably not. It would just be another deer.
3: Or you know, it's yeah, because then it it, it would have chalked up to well, you put the time in, you, you you play it smart, you do it right, you put the you know you prepare. That's why I'm successful. Uh-huh. So it, like you justify the work you put in when you have a successful clean hunt, right. but when you have a dirty season like I had, you had a, all these shit, other stupid shit happen on top of life, and you know we go to the woods as it's our, like, the you know, we go to the woods at this point, it's not because we want to, it's because we have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the woods is, it's in our, it's in our blood, like, the, the, this is life. Mm-hmm. And so you have, the world's kicking your ass, but yet, so you you push to the woods even harder. And then now when the, the woods is kicking your ass, now it's like you said, you know, it's, everything is just a whirlwind. I wouldn't have had that, that moment without that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't really put that you know, it's, you really it, You really have to talk about it to put it into perspective, you know, because you appreciate it when it's happening. You're like, wow, like this is this is why I do what I do right mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? Like grown ass man sitting with a dead deer. And dude, I remember I was fixing his hair like I've never been more appreciative to kill an animal in my life. Like legit. And. I can comfortably say after talking about it with you guys right now, like I come to say like that was that was a special moment that I'm glad the bullshit happened to be able to put me in that position to be able to appreciate that situation. Cause like, you have to like look back and you know, to be able to see what happened. Do you think that
1: it was like more of like a slow me down, humbling kind of moment too, where it was like, like, you know, and I think that we've all been in this position where we like kind of take that stuff for granted, you know what I'm saying? And you just kind of like, all right, I'm chasing this deer. All right. All right. Killed this deer. All right, cool. Hang it up. All right, I'm on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you know, we, well, we take a lot like of that you, shit for exactly. granted.
3: And you get so caught up being better and chasing, climbing the ladder and in your own goals and your own success, mm-hmm. never mind adding what we do to it. Right. You know, we're gonna be the outdoor drive, we're gonna be successful. We gotta kill us we gotta kill a stud. I killed a, a deer <laughs> 100 inches with his broken antlers Mm -hmm. and that meant more to me than 150 inch you know what i'm saying like uh, i've all the 130 inch deer that i've killed that didn't i've never acted like that but this 100 inch broke broke buck slapped me in the face like wow and then like you said like it slowed you down like listen don't forget why you do this you know what i mean right Mm. don't forget what brought you here so i 100 percent agree with what you just said that's that makes a lot of sense
1: see you like you want to shoot a 150 140 you want to shoot giant deer all the time but i think that a lot of us we get lost in that like chasing those mature deer that like when you shoot a smaller deer or whatever you just kind of like you know like it's it's kind of like that saying guys will say oh it's not it's not the biggest deer in the woods but 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 it'll fill the freezer no bro it doesn't It has nothing to do with the size of the deer, and it's not going to fill the freezer. That's filling a void in you of why we do this. And, like, you need to appreciate that 60-inch deer as much as you do that 150-inch deer. Or you should appreciate that 50-inch deer as much as you do that 50-inch deer if you shot it when you were 15 years old, right? I mean, like... There, right. every deer should have or every animal every life that you take you should have some type of appreciation there's a reason why you pulled that trigger you didn't just take like you didn't pull that trigger just for an instagram photo bro like you did it inside of you and what comes out of your mouth is totally different like you should have to appreciate all those deer and we've all been in that moment bro like i mean let's, let's not get it twisted some people might not admit it or not but like the you know you kind of just like throw it to the wayside you know but it's like Dude, those those animals or, you know, those ones, like, it's not for the love or likes online, man. Like, we do this for a reason, dude. Like, we appreciate all those animals and those stories that come behind it. And those failures just make you and remind you why we go and we do this. Like, yo, slow down. Humble yourself. Enjoy why we do this. Because this season's about to be over. You know, like, in. You kind of get lost in that, man, and it's it's sad and it's and it's tough to say because there's like so many things that lead up to it, but like you just get so caught up in the everyday of the hunting, I guess, and you just like you take that shit for granted all the time.
3: No doubt, one hundred percent. That's why I love that you and Steve smoke cigars after a successful turkey Mm -hmm. because it makes you slow down and it makes you appreciate what just happened. Like you Mm said, it makes you enjoy it. You know yeah
1: it, it you have to man you have to no matter what i mean like you always have to just kind of you know suck it all in and and enjoy it like even if you know i mean i i find myself at times and i bet you know oh, there's a lot of people that just like they shoot the animal and then all right now we gotta drag it out all right got it in the truck hang mm-hmm. it up quarter it cut it up but it's like it's worth. yeah it's it's like it's like chill bro like sit down relax take it all in relive the story call people enjoy it like there's there's a reason why we do this and i mean there's a reason and we can take this back all the way to some of our heritage where like our ancestors before us i mean like look at nakai nakai is is one of those dudes that like you know gives tobacco to everything that you know and there's a there's a reason for that like there's a reason that that you have to do that like that's you're taking a life of something like you need to just take it back and enjoy it like those moments only come so many times a year like you need to enjoy every single moment of it like that's truly Mm -hmm. what it's about like i don't care if you're taking the most mature animal in the world or the smallest animal in the world like they all mean the same you just got to enjoy them
3: right 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. Yeah, 100% guilty of that. Like, all right, dear, de- de- like, let's get it, cut it up, let's get it in the fridge, like. <laughs> yeah. And then, and especially with my grandfather, man, like, that. all the time, he's like, you in a hurry? You in a hurry? And it's like, damn, like, after I'm, like, so mad at myself, because I'm like, why are you rushing? Like, why are you in a hurry? Like, stop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I and we, about- we started to... Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I find myself doing that all the time. You're in a rush. you know, it's funny in, in, you know, telling stories, right? Like, November 9th this year, right? Which is like, you know, fire, fire day. November 7th, November 9th, whatever it is. And there's, there's a video of it on my phone, I'll tell you. One of those shit moments where you're just like, what the fuck am I doing, right? Like, so... My dad texted me, and you guys all probably remember this. It was November 7th, dude. It's 23 degrees. Northwest wind. Everything's perfect. It's like the rut of the rut. I had some of the best hunting days of my life up until this moment. Like, killer. My dad texted me at 7.30 in the morning. Shot two deer. I'm like, Dad, it's 7.30 in the morning. November 9th. What are you doing texting me? You know? And he's like, I, you, you around, can you come and help me? And at the moment I'm getting mad and I'm upset. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? It's the middle of the rut. Like why, what, what do you mean? And you take those things for granted, but there's going to be that one day that I'm going to wish that my dad called me on November 9th to come and drag deer for him. You know what I'm saying? Like those, mm-hmm. and, you, and you just get so caught up in everyday life that you're just, or, or you know, everyday grind of the, out, you know, of hunting. That you get pissed about it. And it's like, no. He wanted the camaraderie of me to be there and help him, you know, track the deer and drag the deer and tell the story and enjoy the hunt like I did when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you get kind of ate up and chasing those big deer and you're just like, so... Sure than shit, it was 9.30, and I got out of the stand, and I went and helped them, you know? But, like, <laughs> at first, you're mad, you know? And you, you shouldn't be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think yep. that, like, when your daughter is chasing mature bucks, wouldn't it upset you that, like, she didn't come and help you? You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's, that's what you all right, did right. together, you know? Like, that's, that's those things, and we kind of get so taken back and just get so <laughs> wound up about chasing those deer.
2: Do you ever think about... How many times when you were a kid, your dad sacrificed getting out of his stand to come, <laughs> come get your little ass deer that you shot, bro? Or, yep. <laughs> or, or, or the funny thing is too is like, you know, I was fortunate enough that my dad took me a lot when I was little, like Seth does with Emma now, right? Can't how many honk, times? Right? How many? How many times did my dad, you know? You know, decrease his opportunity to shoot a giant buck because he chose to have me in the tree with him instead, right? Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't have helped at that age, right? Like, I'm definitely an X factor going against him with his success that morning, but he took
1: me anyways, well, how you know, many times did you and- get yelled at for moving in the deer stand? So that every time that he yelled at you decreased his pop his, his chances of shooting a good deer. Yeah, or,
2: or not even yelling at me, just me moving or mm-hmm. making a noise. You're right. But he took me anyways. He never left me at home. Like he always allowed me to so, go. And then I look back, you know, and, I, you know, I have I have some friends, same age as me, who's, you know, unfortunately for them, their dads were a little bit more selfish than my dad was. They mm-hmm. Their dad left them at home, right? And as we got older, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, my experience and my knowledge was a little bit more than theirs, you know. And that's because my dad chose to take me unselfishly and 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 shared the woods with, with me. And now here I am getting pissed off at him for calling me out of the tree. And, like, how soon you forget how many times, <laughs> you know, how much
1: sacrifices
2: yeah. he made for me. And now I don't want to sacrifice for him.
1: Yeah. yep. yep. It's kind of crazy because, like, my dad will ask me to, like, go hunting all the time. Dad, Trev, bring me hunting. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, ah, dad, you know, like, I got a big buck on camera. Like, you know, can it wait? Well, bro, I, it's fuck, December 7th. I haven't hunted with my dad all season. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You kind of, it's crazy because you, you just, you, Sometimes you just gotta humble yourself, bro. And like I know, Seth, we we kind of we took the trains on the wrong track here for a second. Like it's just, but I think it's something well, that needs to be talked no? about.
3: You know something? how many other people are going through the season that needed to hear that though? Hmm. No, it's just, you know. It was so what uh, you know. So be it. Let it let it happen. Because it, it takes situations like this for us to realize it. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes you just gotta hear it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad that that it was a humbling situation for you, and you were really, you know, you got you got that, you know, I, I know it's kind of crazy, but like that come to God moment, right? Like, yo, slow, slow, slow down, bro. Like, take it all in and enjoy it because those days aren't, you know, just enjoy what it is. So, well, take us take us back into it, Seth.
3: Um yeah. All right. So that happened. Um, I forgot we got more. <laughs> there's oh, more. Yeah. Good thing we know there's more. We so, would just
1: kept going.
3: <laughs>
2: so, Dude, right? Uh, thanks for taking the ride right here on this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're already like an hour and twenty minutes in. Um <laughs> so yeah, so now we're coming into the end of November. I'm begging. I know my so I know in Massachusetts my my days are limited for bucks because as a rule my bucks disappear the day of shotgun season opens so what is that was that the 26th or something the 26th or the 28th this year yeah uh something like that so i'm counting down the days before i'm i'm out of luck so now here we are december 7th and i never killed a buck in mass so well December let's go back to december 6th december 6th i never killed a buck in mass um and now the rut's over um but we've had these experiences my grandfather killed a good buck the other day
1: and i yeah, was able to slow
3: down and enjoy it right did you slow um, down and enjoy it 100 100 it's happened after i was humbled so maybe that helped you know and i mm-hmm. and we've done a thing actually um this year and the end of last year and this year instead if we can if allowed we stopped, we stopped, him and I have stopped cutting up the deer after we kill it. We'll hang it and do it the next day. So instead of spending the time working, we sit there, we call the boys, we have a beer and we enjoy the kill. And I'm very thankful that that's happened um, because it just, instead of, you know, like like you said, instead of rushing to get it done get it in the cooler, get it in the refrigerator, okay, you got to cut up, move on to kill another one. Stop and enjoy the one you just killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that. And, uh, that was good. Yeah. So that happened. Um, so now, you know, I'm on the board, he's back on the board. Um, feeling better obviously right now it's December 6th though. Mass is coming to an end for, you know, I'm hoping to keep arrow a couple more does before the season's out. Cause I have a shitload of them. Um, now it's it ruts over. Now the old lady wants to get back in the woods. Um, and I want to bring my daughters now and bird hunting's, Pick, pick it up now, right? So now deer for me really starts to wind down and I go back to birds. Um. Anyway, I get a phone call this morning. It's funny that we did the podcast today. I get a phone call this morning from the neighbor to my Massachusetts spot. Calls me, texts me, says, hey, I got a hunting thing. Can I call you? I'm at work, so I park my machine, whatever. I get out, give him a call. Hey, what's up? hey man uh i found this deer all jacked up not looking good what should i do all right well shotgun season somebody shot it i'm like dude you should you know put it down and uh i'll come by after and help you he's like yeah you sh- i should do that and he's like you want- do i need to call somebody to pick it up i'm like no man it's if you know if- Put it down, so that way it doesn't suffer. And I'll, I'll come by after work. I'll throw a tag on it, and we'll take care of it. All right. I hang up. Go back to work. No big deal. Now it goes by. I get a picture. Look at his buck. I'm like, damn, what a shame. That's a nice butt. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. He's like, I don't know what happened. Well, I go back to work. Five minutes later, I'm showing a buddy. I'm like, yo, look at this buck neighbor to my my the neighbor sent it to me from my spot next door and he's like damn what's that I'm looking at it I'm like what is th-? I see pus on his shoulder I'm like what I call him I'm like hey man you, you, I thought you said that I think I shot this morning he's like yeah I heard a shot and I was like I, that, and I saw her all wounded I'm like he gives me more of the story the thing was on the ground rolling around it was all disoriented uh I'm like is that pus coming the of shoulder? He's like, yeah, it's like a scab, pussy wound. And I'm like, dude, I lost a buck three weeks ago, shot right where that pus is on its right side, and its G2 was split just like that deer. He's like, no way. Yeah, now I'm freaking out. Now my my brain's ticking, and I'm like, dude, it's been 26 days since I shot that deer, or 28 days. It's almost been a month, almost been a month with a couple of days. There's no way, right? There's no fucking way long story short I get over there after work the, the longest work day of my life I get over there dude that's my buck sure as shit lethal shot I have no idea why how this deer made it 28 days I could not tell you dude it's that split G2 buck that I was chasing all year mm-hmm. stud absolute dude I'm beside <laughs> myself um Luckily, he lets me wrap my tag around it. We tag it up. We throw it in the John Deere. We bring it to my truck, dude. And I am still not over it. It's been sub how many hours? Uh, My Massachusetts, I have wrapped the tag around a Massachusetts buck. My shot was exactly where I thought it was. The exit hole is exactly where my trail camera said it was. That arrow went double lung in that deer. Now, obviously, I didn't put a hole through both lungs because that deer not would not have made 28, 28 days.
1: Mm.
3: He was there was scabbed. It was scabbed. Both holes were scabbed and pussy infected. Um, top both. <laughs> top
1: lobe top lobe of the
3: offside. So what's crazy is the, I, I sent you guys the picture, but the exit was higher than the entrance. So I said when I hit him, I hit him high. I think he moved his shoulder, his front, his front, his front side leg as I connected and it kicked the broadhead up on the exit, Mm -hmm. which is why I didn't parlay that deer. Um and I had mentioned I used the fixed blade, I have carry a fixed blade and a mechanical. Had I shot that deer with a mechanical, that might have been a different story. I might have cut more, I would have hit a different artery, I would have cut more lung. I might have recovered the day of that night. I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know, but I put a very uh, trusted fix blade through <laughs> what should be a double lung, uh, and he made it 28 days. He he obviously got septic. The infection finally got into his blood. He got disoriented. And was he was he was dying? Um, I couldn't. I cannot believe that he died and was found the way it was I cannot believe that he called me and not somebody else Chance? what are the chances he called the guy that shot the deer already you know what I'm yeah. saying like that's wild um uh, he was he let me wrap my tag around it and not his because he knew I killed it I shot it well I, you know he he helped put it down thank God that was uh, nobody wants an animal to suffer I definitely do not um I'm still upset about it it wasn't a perfect shot obviously had it been a perfect shot this would never happen but these things happen and i still do not understand um i am going to do an autopsy tomorrow I, I don't know i recovered my dear he is an absolute stud and that's where we're at it is december 7th and that is my dear season
1: so that's it's just it's just blown it's just mind blown like there's every reason for I think everything happens for a reason, right? Like, 100%. Like, there was all the steps that you had taken throughout the season with such high, 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 and it seems as if, like I said, punch that tag, punch that tag, punch that tag, punch that tag, and then humble, humble, and then the world explodes. You took in the, we'll say, the non-typical deer. You come to a real realization of what it is. And then shortly thereafter, you were gifted. What is your biggest deer to date?
3: That's that's an interesting way to look at it. One hundred percent, one hundred percent.
1: It's just crazy uh, to me. uh, Like it's 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 wild to me that that deer had survived for such a long time. I mean, we've seen the shots of what it is. Like it's just wild. It's just Mm -hmm. absolutely wild. I just
3: I... I I I'm not over it. I continue. I can, I am like biting at the bit to go and see a like the anatomy yeah, and the organs. I, you know, he got him in the cooler so I can Me and my grandfather are going to who has killed many, 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 many deer in his life. Um, you know, I, I've killed quite a few. I've tracked many all of the people we've trust and know nobody has an answer to how (coughs) that deer is not double longed and didn't die in under 100 yards uh so i'm biting at the bit but he cannot fathom how it happened i can't fathom how it happened nobody it's like the stars had to have line for this this deer to end up with my tag around it yeah um but yeah i i you know some uh Dude, my, my girl's always telling me stop having a bad attitude because bad things will keep happening mm. you know I, is there truth to that you know I, I truly don't know I, maybe it's it's a crazy it's a crazy thing man but I know the stars had to align for that deer to be three quarters of a mile away from where I shot him Jesus and the neighbor who found him decided to call me who was the one that shot him in the first place like he could have called anybody anybody but he called me and i was able to put it together like we were able to come together with it like now he's excited i'm you know what i mean my father in law's excited like my daughter's excited like you know what i mean like i the story's concluded like now i have an ending granted it didn't happen the way we wanted to right mm. right like we want a merciful we i care about these animals like crazy like you know what I mean? nobody wants that as an ethical hunter i, a I can lot of only hope come that across in,
1: these... You know, a lot of people come across them dead all the time, you know, and then yeah. wrap their tags on them. Like, it's a closure of the story and the season, you know what I'm saying? And for you, like, this thing That's is that. like, I, I mean, it's the, it's, it's, it's the ultimate
2: ending. Yeah, I'm also glad you... He was found the way because you could have found him this winter as a deadhead, and the hide mm-hmm. would have been gone, and, and the vitals would have been gone. So now it you answers. can actually do your autopsy, and you, you'll you'll have exact, you'll you will know exactly what happened. It answers all the questions. Right. It right. sounds yeah. like you said though, if that arrow kicked like it did, it was like a classic kind of like high shoulder no man's land mm-hmm.
0: after uh, it kicked. Uh, yeah,
2: on the way so through, you know
3: i i would love to have you know it, find a doctor that can can have be on the podcast because is there a no man's land or is it was his lungs were inflated to the maximum capacity because the lungs if you're under the spine you're in the lung right right that's that's con that's confirmed there is no such thing as no man's land it's back strap right. it's spine and then you're in the lung cavity so but the lung the lungs change when they're inflated or deflated right. so if i hit him I, I hit him a pinch high I. Put a fixed blade through the shoulder blade, which is why I chose to run a fixed blade in that particular situation that evening, because I was expecting that. Um, so I, I I'm not upset with my decision, but if just you know the way the stars aligned, that thing kicked up. Maybe his lungs were deflated, and I caught the top on the entrance, and it kicked up, and I caught the top on the exit, or missed the exit. Ah. So but my then th- again, I don't know.
1: My thing would be this: then, if that's the case, in in. It's technically no man's land. Then, and you didn't hit anything vital or something to put the deer down. Then every deer that's hit in no man's land dies.
2: Well, if, if it gets infected and like gets septic, well,
1: they're all going to get infected. Obviously, they're wild well, animals in the wild. I mean, like if it's now, a complete pass through we... in that area, I'm just playing devil's yeah. advocate at this point, right? Like,
3: yeah, right. Well, in this particular situation, we know, confirmed, lung was hit. We have pink, pink. lung matter on right. the arrow. Mm-hmm. Pass through two holes, blood coming out the exit on the trail camera, and pink foaming lung blood on the ground. Yeah. I put a blade through his lungs.
1: Yeah. At some point, nicked the high <inaudible> lobe, whatever the case may be. One
3: lung whatever term, the whatever, case may be.
2: Yeah. What's your guess? I mean, based on what you're saying, my my thought would be top of front lung oh, and miss man. the back lung. You know, normally out of a tree stand and if you hit it high, your best case is you're going to miss the front lung and catch the top of the back lung, right? Mm-hmm. But with your exit wound higher than your entry wound, you might have caught the top of the front lung.
3: Which now, okay, pause that statement. Entra- entrance, is, uh, exit is higher than the entrance, but the exit was the one that was bleeding. Jesus, mm, that's wild. Because you know you you're trapped in a beer. I got <laughs> two holes. I'm yeah. excited you know, to see what the see.
1: autopsy results yeah. are. Like that, that's gonna I'm, be the I'm, we <laughs> could we can motherfuck this the whole way to Sunday. But like in all reality, like. The, what What's going to tell uh, the truth is is what the answers can reveal when he does an autopsy. And, and make, sure get you, this, uh, right.
2: make sure you uh, put the camera on a tripod and video this for uh, National Discovery.
3: <laughs> oh, it, it's going to be a little graphic. <laughs> um, okay, so his neck is not as full. Granted, so now opinion. Give me your opinion. I, In my experience, his neck should still be swollen. 100%.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, because no, of no, the rock. No. He's been
2: up with, for 28 days. They're starting to come up, that's and what the, I'm getting.
3: That's I'm getting at. And the that's nutrients
1: is coming yeah. down in that deer, as far as the stored energy m- and.
2: But even less because he's no he's, healthy
3: deer. Yeah. Healthy, middle-aged, mature buck. Right now, neck still swollen. Yes. Correct. Okay. Three quarters. His neck has loose. His neck has loose skin. He, yeah,
1: because but, he's
3: he has a wound. he's been wounded. The wound, right, not, all right, not not just the wound. He's well, probably, let me finish. Hold on, because that's what I'm. This is what I'm getting at. His overall body health is what's messing with me a little bit. So now he's had a hole through his chest cavity for 28 days. He just now, the sepsis got into his bloodstream, got sick. Whatever, whatever that cause of death is, um, his overall body mass is good the only sign of he lost weight i can't see his ribs now if he's got a hold of his chest cavity he would have been not eating he would have been lost body mass his shoulders look healthy his belly looks good like the only thing i can notice is and his hocks still stink, like not, you know, which be that, whatever, you'll still smell it for a while, obviously, but like, his hocks are still black, but his neck is loose, like he isn't swollen, like he should be still. So, obviously, he's starting to lose nutrition. You know, he's been affected. But it's been 28 days. If he hasn't eaten in 28 days, he would be skin and bones and he would not be three-quarters of a mile away. He would have been dead already, right? Granted, I know they're tough as hell, but like, what <laughs> make this make sense he's got blood in his mouth so that means with a lung shot they bleed out of their mouth and nose mm. so has he been bleeding internally for 28 days
1: <laughs> you'll know <laughs> you in the understand? morning
3: did he get a paper dude wild, is wild. this is i've never i've never <sighs> seen my grandfather confused on a on a deer kill before and he was like i don't i don't know
2: wow well that's wild. I'll, I'll say this to put it in perspective. I can't help but to think it, and I didn't really think of it until you said it earlier, Seth. We we tried to do this podcast two weeks ago, maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right after you killed your when after you actually killed, and you know scheduling didn't work out. Whatever, whatever the holidays, my truck, whatever, it, it just didn't work out. We're finally sitting down on November seventh, and we're recording December this podcast, December seventh. We're finally. Re- Recording this podcast on the day that you find that this podcast should have been recorded before you found that deer. Mm-hmm. So That's for crazy. whatever
1: reason, the story would the have three never of us into here,
2: yeah right now telling the story and call me corny whatever you want to do. The way I look at it, the stars aligned. Everything that we've ever done, the th- all three of us, me, Trev, Seth, all the bad decisions we made. Right now we are all in the pla- the right place at the right time. Like, for whatever reason, it's meant to be that we are here right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Salute to that, huh? It's well, just boys, crazy how it just all, all comes together. No doubt.
1: I think that's a good way to end this podcast.
3: Seth, you know how to do
2: it? You want to do it? How would
3: Lou do it? What, like a, a kangaroo it's not jumping around with <laughs> my super wheel that he is well <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: guys who's closing this out
1: <laughs> go ahead Stevie you close this out I know you want to do it alright
2: everybody thanks for taking the ride right here
1: on the Elkable Drive